his first run and a good one. Williams outside, 15, keeps his feet, and Williams finds the end zone, and he is in for a touchdown. On second down, here's a toss. Here is Lucas. Jalen Lucas, that great speed, keeps his feet inside the 30. Lucas, 10, 5, touchdown, Indiana. It's Henderson cutting back and finding the end zone. Touchdown, Indiana. Welcome to episode, I guess it's still 183, or is it one? I don't know. Of the soon-to-be-named something pun, non-coach pun, I don't know, podcast presented by Big Banter. I'm your host with no clue, Michael Bragg. You can follow me on Twitter. It's at Braggley, B-R-A-G-G-L-E-Y. I am fresh from a trip to Great Wolf Lodge, so I'm ready to talk some football. Um, I'm here with my co-host, Brandon. You can follow him on Twitter. It's at Brandon Dubich. Brandon spelled traditionally Dubich, D-U-B-I-C-H. He does nothing but watch you. What's up, Brando? What is up? I've never been to Great Wolf Lodge. Good time, bad time? It's a good time. It's a good time. There's bars. They have bars there. Not even that. Like, I mean, I love a good water park. No, but I'm saying it's a great indoor water park for the kids. You know what I mean? It's got some good some good slides. We did some slides today. The grand grandparents watched the kids for a bit. We did some slides. We did some some drinking yesterday. It's a good time. And when Ooh, it's like vacay. summer outside, you get a little vacay. indoor, a little outdoor, a little indoor, a little outdoor. But you know, then when it's 45 degrees outside, it's amazing inside. So um, yeah, speaking of people that are amazing on the inside and just awful on the outside, is our producer Seth. If you haven't done it already, block him on Twitter. It's at Setah5, S-E-T-A-H-5. He's the one spreading the rumors about Donovan McCauley going for a visit to Purdue. Why, Seth? That was an internal group text message that I shared with no context. I didn't say, oh, my God, this is maybe I did say, oh, my God, but you did. Uh... <laughs> let me cite your reference. Your, let me cite your source, by the way. Boiler upload. They were attached to rivals. So I was like, maybe. Like, not even gold and black illustrated. No, you know I... who shut that down? Do we just want to say who shut yeah, that yeah, down? Yeah, yeah, Donovan McCoy Donovan himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So... And plus, and I texted you guys back immediately. I go, he's too pretty for us anyways. There's... He's too pretty. And I know, you know, in the same way, and we don't mean to toot our own horns, but shout out, you know, we... Not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. We're not going to talk about it. Never mind. We'll talk about it off 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 air. We'll talk about some fun stuff that we've done. But um, do, do we want to? Uh, since we're talk, talking Donovan McCulley, do we want to talk about no social media? Oh, maybe we can. I don't want to talk about people potentially leaving the no, list of people. No, leaving. no, this is this is positive pot. He's already following. He's already following. Coach. Oh Sig. yes, he's already following. You know who's following Coach Sig? Like everybody. Everybody, everybody, Taven, Taven. Um, quarterback. but but let's let's stop burying the lead. I mean, we are here to talk Kurt Segnetti. Yeah, a little offseason midweek potting. Yeah, we don't do that. Let's talk Coach Kurt. Coach CC. No, don't, don't like that. You don't, don't like Coach C- you don't like he's you don't Coach like Chris Carter. You don't like Chris Carter. That's why Chris Carter's fine. Chris Carter's not fine. Damn he's fine. Famer. So let's just let's just start this off like right away. Round Robin. Mm-hmm. 
starting with Seth because I'm assuming he's the least biased of this group. Can we start with me first? No, no, we're starting with Seth. We'll end with you because you're the most biased. I just want to say I was right the whole time. Okay, you can say that. We'll go from we'll go from least biased to most biased. Seth, grade this as if you were in school. I'd say an A minus. I think Turnkey did a great job. I think uh, I think they identified a candidate, zeroed in on him, and as soon as they were involved, the process, the noise, really quieted down. And I think there was a lot of frustration from the fans because they're like, oh, my God, we're in silence mode. There's all this smoke. There's all this rumors. But nobody is saying anything. That's because they did a really good job of funneling the information to the appropriate people. And when the news finally was able to be broken, um, you know, who was it? Pete Thamel um, was able to come out with it. Um, Yeah. So, you know, I think it was an A minus. I think what you have is a program builder. He inherited um at james madison he inherited a powerhouse and then he elevated it uh when he was at iu uh of of pennsylvania he he established a powerhouse in that division as well um so again elon. this is a guy pardon elon as well mm-hmm. he is a program builder and that is exactly what you need the only knock on him the only knock on him and i'm sure you guys will talk about this more is his age but everything, yeah. every other box was checked. For me, that's why it's a B plus. It can't be A because he is not your dynasty coach. He isn't your coach that you know I'm going to grow old with. He's not going to be the coach that my kid watches in high school, right? He's not your dynasty coach. So for that reason, for me, it's it can't be an A, right? It it's it it can't be an A. But that's why it's the highest B. It, you're right, Seth. It checks every single other box. He's not leaving for another job, boys. Like, this is his last job. This is his one chance at the big show, right? He's not going to get fired here, drop back down, go back up. This is it. We're going to get, and every coach, you're going to get this, you know, every trying their hardest. But, like, this is his one shot. This is his one go. I love that aspect, right? I love that he won't be looking forward to another job. I love that he's an offensive coach. I love that he works with quarterbacks. I love that he's revered in the wide receiver community. I love the offense he brings. I love the defensive change. I mean, we talked a lot of 3-3-5. It had holes. Not that, not that any defense is flawless, right? But I think at IU... You need to have a more traditional defense. He's bringing a 4-3 defense. I like. His teams always have attitude. As I've been scrolling through, his coaches get fired up. His players get fired up. Yeah, we saw that a lot with CTA. And that was probably CTA's best trait that he was a locker room guy. Right? We'll, we'll get more in the details because this is, this is just quick reaction. But for me, it's the highest grade possible given his age. So I've always been pro no matter what age, right? I didn't care if they were young, old, doesn't matter, right? I've day one since we started talking about the coaching surge. I never once knocked this guy for being old. I've been on his on him the entire time. And he's a great offensive mind. He's coached under Saban. Um, he's won titles. I think they have, I'm assuming they won a title in those four years he was there. I didn't go look it up, but 
They've won titles in those years that he was there. He's seen what it takes to win, right? One thing you left off the his his resume, right? You talked about his quarterbacks, offensive coordinator, tight ends coach, wide receivers coach. You left off recruiting coordinator. And not only was he a he was a recruiting coordinator at North Carolina State, he was also, and this is the latest rankings I can find, the recruiting coordinator at Alabama from 2007 to 2010. The last ranking I can find on 24-7 sports, it's updated as 2010. Alabama was fourth in the country. I mean, I'm just, I think that it's kind of a, uh, you're Alabama and they're going to come to you kind of thing. But just to give you an idea, Michigan 17th, Ohio State 18th, Michigan State 22nd that year, Nebraska uh, in the tw- outside of the top 25, Clemson 27th. I mean, so it's not that easy, even as a, a Georgia 11th. So as a powerhouse, you I mean, to get into the top five is pretty, pretty incredible. This guy, it took me, it took me a while. I'll be honest. I was kidding about the beginning part. It took me a while to kind of get in there and figure out, you know, what he's all about and why he's a good fit. And let me, uh, and you, you hit really hard on the, this is his last job, but the part that I kind of rolled my eyes at when you were talking was um, that he's not a dynasty coach, right? So think about how many dynasty coaches we've really had, right? In the last 15 years, 10, 20 years, let's think one, right? Are we smart? Well, he may be. No, we'll it's see. the only guys who have been employed at the same school for 15 years are Kirk Ferentz, uh, Whittingham at Utah, and uh, damn it, there's a third one too. There's very few Saban people. Saban has been there for Saban has been at Alabama since 2007, so 17 years. Yeah, that was he's the close. one I was thinking of. That's a dynasty, right? He's created a dynasty, dynasty, but the term dynasty coach being there for a long time, it, I'm not sure it's going to be like that anymore right so brandon if you're thinking think about it like this would you put maybe in the last few years cincinnati kind of on the same level as iu right you think about that's not better yeah 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 right wouldn't they think luke fickle would why would he go anywhere else right now granted it is cincinnati if you get listen if you get wisconsin you go to wisconsin right Signetti's coming in and let's be honest guys we are at damn near rock bottom yeah so he's going to build this up and if he's if he's here for five to ten years it's going to take him I mean it may be a pretty quick impact but not not what we really want but I would say three years probably before we three years is fair before we start seeing like consistent like okay this is what it is this is okay but i think we're going to see some pretty drastic improvement to begin with we'll see what he can bring back talent wise um or bring in but i think that this is kind of the perfect fit to where you can get to where you want to be and then maybe he retires and we hand it off you hand off a well-oiled machine and you keep running right you know what i'm saying whereas let's say we brought in and I know you were hyped about this, Brandon, and, and I'd like for you to tell people about it. Let's say we brought in Mike Hart. He was rumored to be one of them, not maybe right towards the end, but um, within the last 24 hours, he was a name a lot of people were throwing around. Where where do you stand when Mike Hart comes in? Where does that put you thought-wise? Where, where, how much hope does that give you in the next five years? 
still, I mean, Mike Hart already used IU as a stepping stone, right? I, we, we've talked a lot about this, like Purdue's a stepping stone, but there's no reason why that's a bad thing, right? Because yeah. you're, 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 you're raising that bar. I was always, that's why I was okay with Mike Hart because his dream job isn't IU, right? He wants to have a better job. So, you know, that was my thing with Mike Hart that, you know, he's, He's going to bring in the best staff. He's going to hit the ground hard because he has aspirations, as does everyone, right? Um, but Mike Hart, I thought, would bring young energy, um, young staff. I thought he would reach a fan base that probably hasn't been reached, um, you know, with IU. Uh, I thought I thought Mike Hart brought almost – he's almost the antithesis of the Signetti hire, right? Mm-hmm. He's opposite mm-hmm. in almost every way, but I, I don't think that's a negative at all. Um the more I read, I mean, I, and again, this is just rose-colored glasses, honeymoon stage. Mm-hmm. Signetti is a better hire than Mike Hart. Yeah, let me, um, let me give you a scenario. Signetti yeah. leaves. Let's let's say eight years, right? Let's just give him. We'll just call eight years. Seven to ten right? years. Put him I think at, seven to ten at, years. He's at the he's at the Woodson yeah. range. We'll put him at. We'll we'll make him seventy, right? Well, seven would be sixty-nine, is what Seth said in the in the group chat. So let's give him seven years and everybody sees he's retiring, right? He's not moving on. He's not moving up. He's not going to Texas A&M or Florida state, or he's not going else elsewhere. He's retiring. Those players chances are that are left behind, especially if we can either bring somebody that's in the program, if he's grooming in a, a coach to become a head coach, right? Chances are those players aren't going to go anywhere or at least the majority of those players aren't going to bail and, and go to a different place. This is just what we're at with college football now, right? Not if now there's put, an established culture, right? Right, right, right. That's what I'm saying. So now put Mike Hart in that position, and Mike Hart is here for seven years, right? Maybe He wouldn't even be here for seven years. I would say maybe three years if he, if he does well. They're gone, and they're going with him. Wherever Mike Hart goes, they're going with him, right? Now that's and I'm not you're not wrong at all for what your your vision on Mike Hart. I, I agree with you. What I'm saying is I think that's a big difference where you've got somebody that's going to retire and he should leave a, a legacy and like a, a an established program, right? That should be able to carry through and keep those players in. And I think that's a good thing. And I think that's a, a big thing for IU. I wouldn't love to see what he can do as far as um and- you know, the next month or so. And here's my difference between a guy that's, you know, compare him to Sig or compare him to Christ, right? I yeah. saw a lot of buzz that a lot of people wanted Christ. Christ has already found success. Yeah. In the Big Ten, what does he have to prove at all? Like if he crashes and burns at IU, he crashed and burned at IU. Like, what did you guys want me to do? I kind of feel the same way about Brett Bielema at Illinois. Like, what does Brett Bielema have to prove? Right. That's where I think Signetti is, you know, this is his legacy swan song, right? He has everything to prove. And I love that, right? Yep. I I, I like that a lot. So um, to keep this conversation moving, do we want to stay with grades or do we want to move into more? Oh, I didn't give a grade. Oh, yeah. Sorry. What's your grade? I think I'm good with A minus. A minus, maybe like right on the edge. I don't remember what the edge used to be for A minus. Yeah. 93. Is that what, would that get you an A minus? No, a 90 would. 90, that's it? You only got one 90, shot at an A-. 90, 90, no, it's 90 to 91 to 92. 
Okay, so give me a 92. This is a 92. And and if you look, and you know how we love ESPN, but I do like Adam Rittenberg. If you look at what they graded him, they graded him in A minus. I just looked this up. Um I and they they love it. They love everything. Now though, again, the only knock you can really find on this guy is his age. That's the only thing people are killing. Not even killing it. They're just kind of being like, well, you know, he's 62 years old. My dad's 62 years old. I don't think he's old. He's no, fine. Your dad's not old. I, that, I mean? that astonished me that he's that he's that age. Whenever you I, look I, at the he, guy, I don't see 62. I don't see 60. I thought your dad was in the 50s. I'm, for talking, sure. about, I'm talking about Kurt, but yeah. Oh. Thanks. I'll tell him. <laughs> I don't was, need to Seth's kiss your dad's wanted, ass, but. Uh, Seth's been know. wanting to talk for like 15 minutes. Do you want to say something? No, I, I just think that the, you know, what this does for your program is at this stage, looking forward at next year's schedule already, you have at least 10 games now in play. What, what Signetti does is he puts every game except for Ohio state and Michigan in play. Like Washington's obviously going to, going to receive gonna a little bit reload. next year. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to need to um, reload big But time. UCLA is not some kind of overwhelming powerhouse. Might Nebraska, have a new coach, right? Right. Nebraska, Northwestern, Michigan Charlotte. State, Purdue. None of these schools are world beat. Maryland, none of these schools are world beaters by any stretch. Michigan so State now might all be this... okay next year, depending on who they get as a coach. I'm, I'm just saying. I mean, well, no, yeah, they, they yeah. got the Oregon State guy. It's already locked in. Oh, yeah. is it? Yeah. Okay. But, but you now are in a position where you have 10 games in play after a three win season, we are now fast forward, what, four days, five days from the close of the season. And we now have 10 games back in play. That's there's optimism there. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's huge to have 10 games in play. Are you kidding me? When was the last time we had that kind of optimism? The beginning of 2021, right? When we thought that what we were going to do was carry over from 2020, uh, the 2020 season and continue with Penix and have a huge season and and it just it just didn't pan out. So yeah, to, I, go ahead, go ahead. To to build on that, so build on momentum. Not no, I don't, I don't, I I I probably ah doesn't matter. To build on your momentum thing, when we spoke on Sunday, I said IU in this hire needed two things: you need to be able to recruit and NIL, right? You already you've already given the recruiting stats. I don't need to regurgitate that. He's getting a three million dollar NIL boost to start plus more plus more. And what it sounds like judge who's your hysterics as much as you want. There's another hundred K who's your connect right now is running a social media campaign that will be in the six figures. It's not unrealistic that he will have a $4 million budget to rebuild this roster. And this yeah. roster will need rebuilt. This this roster is barely a Division One football team. Um, as it sits right now, a lot can change. A lot of names can come out. It's very fluid. But he's going to get a four, potentially a $4 million budget to build a team. That, that gets me more excited than almost anything, right? Like, it's not just that we got a... B plus to A minus higher. That seems to be everyone giving um, praises for it. I'm watching, you know, around or pardon the interruption right now. They're very high on it. It's it's those two things. It's the recruiting and it's the NIL. Yeah, I think the NIL is going to be huge, huge. And I do think that, you know, 
I think that a lot of the, let's think of some of the players that have stuck around. Whatever you think about Taven Jackson, right? He's still there. Maybe if we get an actual guy that has, I don't know, any sort of sense in him and, and somebody that's tra- that's been a quarterback's coach for a long time, a head coach for 13 years, an offensive coordinator under, <clears throat> this hurts me to say it, a genius in Nick Saban. Um, maybe he can develop something there, right? He's still there. He looks to be loyal. He's not going anywhere else, right? Um, you've got Josh Henderson who's hanging out. Hopefully he can keep Henderson there as well. You've got Omar Cooper who's hanging out, right? And now maybe McCauley, now that he's sitting out here and saying, I'm not going to Purdue, maybe he can hang out with McCauley for a little bit. I don't, maybe he can bring some of these guys in. The one that, that uh, ESPN is all sorts of hung up on is Matt Bedford. He must've had a heck of a grade after this season. I thought he played pretty well. Um, I think he only gave up one sack on record the entire season. Um, so that could be one he needs to work on a little bit too. Cause that offensive line just through attrition in, in graduation and just being older, um, is going to lose quite a bit of talent. I mean, Mike Kate going to the NFL draft. Uh, maybe not. I guess Carpenter's got one more year left that he looks to be getting out. Um, you've got Carter Smith. Who's looking to be get out, get out as well. Seth, what do you got? Sales also is on the, on the portal sales as well i mean so there's a ton of talent on offensive line that he's got to work with he's got a lot of work so that we are so we are beyond happy just so everybody knows that he has um made this transition and they've brought him in now uh we've got to let seth goes he's got to go watch the the old bachelor or whatever it's called hey, the only two things i want to say last is does dulson pant pony up for coordinators that's going to be the next biggest fallout and then you know making sure that like you were just saying uh recruiting it, it's all it, he has to be on the on the recruiting trail you know six yeah. o'clock tomorrow morning i think he will be um recruiting what you already have and then going out and filling holes immediately so let me answer your, your question real quick before you leave the coordinator thing i don't think you spend now granted we got thank you tom allen by the way we got five million of it back but you don't spend 15 million dollars and this it's the second biggest buyout second biggest or third biggest buyout in the history of college football to not to just bring in Kurt and to be like, here, just figure it out. Here's, here's a couple bucks. Go figure it out. Right. Kurt I mean, also doesn't take the job without the pool. Like, no, that's, no, no, no. Right. Yeah. A hundred percent. I think he's got either the okay to bring all his people or he's got the okay to be like, go get this person, go get this person, go get this person. You know what I mean? All right, get out of here. Um, so, so, so for me back, the, the question that I have here and, and it seems to have everyone's, you know, um, panties in a bunch here is he, he's going to be coaching the bowl game and, and not coming directly here. What are your thoughts on that? I'm okay. As long as now, granted, when is their bowl game? Do we have it yet? Did they say when it is? No, bowl, bowls get announced um, this Sunday. Okay. But I didn't know if they, let me see what their predictions are. Let me see if they've got any of that. What are your thoughts on it while we're doing this? Uh-oh, he uh, himself. Yeah, no, I'm good. Um, no, I mean, I think I think that shows he's loyal to his team. I think players will appreciate that, right? I, I think in in circles, if he ran away from his team after the season that they had, I think that's that's pretty good. Do you, do you not think the same? Yeah, I. Now, granted, I want him here. Now, maybe he is here. Maybe he's coming. He's he's doing he's making his phone calls, right? When I say here, he's not physically in Bloomington yet. Like he's not in his office yet. I can't imagine that. But he's got to be focusing on bringing in some coaches, bringing in some talent, saving yep. some talent that's here, right? 
right now, the first one I pulled up, they've got him playing December 16th against Liberty, right? Let me look up James Madison Bowl projections. Let's see what happens here. Uh, let's see here. Here, this should get me. Richmond Times has got a, a whole thing here, so I'm sure that they'll show multiple things here for James. Let me see here. Yeah, well, you're looking that up. So, like, my thoughts are he doesn't need to be in the game prep for this. He doesn't need to be in the scouting. That's what you have a coaches for, right? So, like, he can still do all the day-to-day at Indiana and still be there for his players. Um, It, it was always weird for me for the coaches that just left the team right away. So, yeah. I, again, I, I love the fact that he's staying um, staying and and coaching throughout the, what he built because he should be really proud in that. So like again, I just wanted to I just wanted to pose that question because I heard a ton like, well, he's not going to be joining right away, and and if he's not if he's not working for us right away, we're gonna we're gonna lose all these players. And I'm like, you can do both, guys. Yeah, I I mean, not being a college football coach, it's hard to say exactly what they can and can't do right i don't know um for sure that that's going to be something that he will be able to just you know hand off right here's a couple other ones we're seeing uh new orleans bowl all these are against liberty so it's the battle of virginia basically um that one would take place let's give a date i don't see a date here but the new orleans bowl the cure bowl which is what i was talking about before the gasparilla bowl against memphis um, for South Florida, you've got the athletics as they're going to the Boca Raton bowl. That's an early bowl from what I remember. The Boca Raton yeah. bowl, I think is a pretty early bowl. I don't care. Whatever one he can get into early, win, leave. That'd be amazing. Let's just get it done. I want him yep. here. I want him here now, but if I, can I give him three weeks? Probably. Yeah. Probably. No, no, f- for sure. Um, my next I don't think question... the actual, hold on just a second. Just, I'm yeah. so sorry to cut you off. Okay. I don't think that the actual transfer portal opens until I want to say it's like December 30th or something. Like it's late. No, that might be when it one closes. F- Are you sure? Yeah, I think it, I think it officially opens December 4th. Okay. December 4th. You're right. It is. It's right here. Yeah, so it opens December fourth, which I think is right around the same, and then and then ends early. on January second. Says the Google machine. Okay, so like he'll still have two weeks, right? Which isn't a yeah. ton of time. It's not perfect, dude. He's working. He's got to be working. You don't hire him, announce it, and then just let him go sit, right? Yeah, he's got. So be. anyway, for the people that are freaking out about that, don't, don't. It's being overblown. I've seen a lot of a lot of you know that being used as a negative it's not a negative for me at all um what else do you want to cover before i kind of go and i nerd out a little bit here nerd it nerd it out cool do you want to cover so, one thing real quick hold on sorry i can't just like nerd it out right uh a couple things one a couple of you guys have taken advantage of it uh previous podcast merchandise leo podcast merchandise is on big sale 10 bucks for t-shirt you kidding me i got one on right now i'd pay 20 bucks 30 bucks for it it's an incredible shirt. It's got a little stain on the left, uh, left chest area, but but uh, other than that, I mean, it's a great shirt. It's a great. I wore it all day long. Wore it underneath the sweatshirt. 
I took the sweatshirt off before the podcast because I knew I was going to get hot looking at Brandon the whole time. So I took it off. This is a great shirt. Go buy them. They're 10 bucks. We're, we are literally, Brandon's pissed because we're losing money. But we're we're blowing out inventory. So let's get them out the door. 10 bucks. There you go. Check it out. Uh, I think it's at Bradley, bradleyproductions.com backslash shop. They will be on the Twitter. I'll try to put it on the um, show notes if I remember tomorrow morning. Okay. So what I'm going to nerd out on offense a little bit. But what what had we been saying for the past six weeks? Niffa, right? Niffa. Oh, this is going to be fun. He runs a 10 and 11 personnel. I didn't know a ton. I knew 11 personnel. 11 personnel is pretty much a pro offense, right? Um, 11 personnel. I'll go into the details of that. But he Once runs a 10 personnel. 10 personnel I love. It's essentially the spread offense. Yeah. Right. So is at, at that at 10, is that one running back, no tight ends? Correct. Okay. Yes. Can I give some numbers real quick before you nerd out? Here we go. Yes. Or do you want to do it? No, His go rankings. ahead. Go James ahead. James Madison's do. passing yards rankings, 18th in the country. Rushing yard rankings are 80, 88th. But if I told you if we ran for 140 142 yards a game, you'd be pretty happy, right? Points four. 21st 35 points a game so that's what we're bringing in we're not bringing in you know that talent right against that talent in the Sun Belt um but we're bringing in that mind that made FCS talent do that against FBS talent so there you go go ahead nerd out I'm done I'm not gonna talk anymore perfect so 10 personnel what you'll see a lot here is either 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 two wide receivers stacked and the other two on the right side or a trips left or right. You'll see that. I love trips. Trips oh, is just trips. such a fun yep. offense to run. They run the Y wide receiver. So that is, that is normally the um, strong side wide receiver. A lot of motion, a lot of motion. I oh. love that. Do you know and what Jalen Lucas can run? Who? who? My doppelganger. Mike McDaniel. Yes, yes, yes. He runs a ton of 10 personnel. Mike McDaniel loves a ton of motion and a ton of motion. Um, Here's another thing that I love. What will IU never be able to compete with? What will they never be able to compete with? Um, I don't know. Just size, sheer size. 10 personnel forces teams to either play nickel or dime. That neutralizes a lot of the Michigan and the Ohio State and sometimes the Penn State and Wisconsin size. You can't play seven, eight in the box against 10 personnel. You just absolutely can't. You can't do it. And I think that helps level the playing field a lot, right? Here's a play when I was doing a little bit of research that I love. Do you want to hear this play? Here. Trips right. Nasty Y left P19 Wanda Y sift X drift. Doesn't that just sound like Mike McDaniels? I love a good X drift. Love. Let let me say that again. Let me say trips right. Nasty Y left P19 Wanda Y sift X drift. Oh yeah. That's great. Oh, oh, that just sounds incredible. Yeah. Right. Um, So that's, that's, I did more research on 10 personnel. Um, you can run it in spread. You can wear it, run it in air raid. Again, super exciting. He also runs 11 personnel, 
Now you know a little bit eleven personnel. Do you want to you want to tell them a little bit about uh, eleven personnel? We'll single back. Yep. We'll single back, single tight end. Yeah. So what do you what do you what are you left with there? That's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. You got three three wide receivers. Yeah. Three wide oh, receivers in your traditional X, Y, and Z, right? Like everyone who has played a video game knows X, Y, and Z receivers, right? Mm-hmm. Um, a tight end is used a lot in eleven personnel. Um, which, which is exciting. And, and like you said, um, the running back normally is lined up. Um, it depends if it's shotgun or under center. I'd assume I haven't really been able to find this, but it's college football. So I'm guessing this is a lot of um, shotgun, um, which is exciting, right? I think, I think you can do a lot with one running back out of shotgun and three wide receiver sets. Yep. I think that's how you win modern football in 10 and 11 personnel. Again, I hate to keep going back to this, but there were so many Christ backers, right? You weren't getting 10 personnel with Paul Christ. Mm-mm. You probably weren't getting 11 personnel. You certainly weren't getting a lot of shotgun. Um, we should probably just bury Miffa. But, but when you look into Kurt Signetti's schemes, they get super, super exciting. Um, so that that's kind of what I wanted to kind of, zone in on also he's from an offensive family i mean his i i know you probably don't and uh and many on the listening don't his brother's an offensive coordinator at the power five level frank signetti jr he just got fired from Pitt, um which probably isn't the greatest sign frank jr but it's an offensive family right so like i don't know how that doesn't doesn't get it's exactly what we wanted in this hire. This is Mitha personified. Oh yeah. Yes, I agree a thousand percent. I think that we have hit do you have randos? Or have we just kind of rando um, this entire time? No, I don't have any specific randos. I have more topics if we yeah. want to talk topics. Like, let's roll them out. I don't want to make it a super duper long podcast. No, no, no. Roll it out. Seth's not here. I wish he was here because it would be a way more fun segment, but we have to talk about it. Compare this signing to Ryan Walters. Okay, I already did. I know. I already did. So we let me give you two examples. Our biggest rival just hired a coach 12 months ago. Yes. Let me give you two examples, right? You get you can either have this person, a defensive coordinator, a hot defensive coordinator, right? From a six and six team. I think they went six and six last year. Hot defensive coordinator from six and six team. I think top 10 overall defense that had Two defensive back uh, players drafted in the first round of the NFL draft had at least one more drafted in the NFL draft has two defensive linemen that were, I think underage or maybe just wanted to come back for one more year of beasting to get their first round grades, right? They'll probably be first round grade this year, maybe second round grade on the interior defensive line. Would you rather have that person that kind of rode all that talent at Illinois, right? That was there before he got there. He didn't, he didn't bring them up. He didn't develop them. They were already kind of studs and he just kind of stuck them into a scheme, right? Would you rather have that with no head coaching experience or on the other side of it, would you rather have maybe, you know, somebody that's about 25 years older, right? But has 13 years of college coaching experience, head coaching experience has been coaching since the eighties. Overall, as an assistant, graduate assistant, head uh, uh, quarterbacks coach, tight end coach, 
wide receiver coach, offensive coordinator, has coached with, uh, has coached at the division, the highest division that you can be at with NC State. He's also coached with a guy named Nick Saban. And then he's also taken programs that have been down in the dumps and consistently put them into the FCS playoff system, right? And one of them being Elon, which I don't know if the majority of the people know that I'm not talking about the owner of Twitter, the actual university Elon and I, you James played them Madison. in basketball, I think last year, did they? So. And James Madison have made them relevant programs. One of them now in the FBS to where they had to basically threaten to sue the NCAA to let them play in a uh, bowl game because they're so good. Like, would you, which one would you rather have somebody that I, wrote the coattails yeah. of, of NFL prospects or somebody that's developed programs and has been coaching for a long time? Yep. It, yeah. It, it, I, you're you're not even really asking. I mean, I know the answer. Here's on top of coaching experience, right? This is what I love because you can only be judged by your peers, right? You can't be you and me. We can't judge each other professionally. We're in different different um, careers. We're mm-hmm. in different industries. We can't compare each other, right? Mm-hmm. You can only be compared to your peers. In the last eleven years, he's been coach of the year. Four times. That means amongst his peers, he was voted the best. Level for me doesn't really matter because he's been the best at his level four times in the past 11 years. Yeah, that's hard to argue with. Really hard to argue with. Now, he's been at great programs, right? Every place he's been, I think, You've said program builder. I I am not picking on you. I like Seth's word better. He's been a program elevator. Um, He he didn't inherit anything as bad as as IU Bloomington, um, to be honest. But he's a program elevator. In the last 11 years, he's won his conference. Again, his peers, his what you have to win the most first before you can win anything is your conference. He's won his conference six out of the last 11 years. And he's won it in the last five in a row. Yeah, he's taken Elon and James Madison to five straight FCS playoffs. And the FCS playoffs, they're not 64 teams. We're not getting 64 teams there. I don't know what it is. I think it's 16 maybe. Um, but yeah, that's no, that's nothing to sniff at. 19 and four records since 2022. So in the last two seasons, he's nineteen and four. I would, would you? Oh God, could you imagine? Yeah. <laughs> could you imagine? I mean, obviously, he's not going to. He's probably not going to do that at IU. Nineteen and four, immediately, or in, in, in any sort of a re- uh, immediate sense. But dude, it's a lot of excitement. A lot of excitement from somebody that I. I mean, you guys know. If you listen to the last pod, I was pretty down on him as a prospect. Same. Now Until- I'm pumped. Can here's a, here's more of a trivia than a Brando's Randos. Can you name the two NFL quarterbacks, arguably potentially two Hall of Famers? I don't think either are, but potentially mm. who he recruited and coached. Recruited is the big part there, and coached. Man, he was at NC State as a recruiting coordinator. Is any of them, are either one of them from NC State? 
Yes. Is one of them, it can't be Russell Wilson, is it? Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers. Okay. Okay. Yes, he coached and recruited. I think Philip he's Rivers. I think he's a Hall of Famer. I, just because he's the numbers, I think. I know it sucks he didn't win a Super Bowl, but I think the numbers are there. Um you name the, the other, other one? This one he only Alabama. recruited. He did not co- no, 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 no. No, okay. He only recruited this guy, he never coached. So it's so gonna be another NC State guy? Mm-hmm. I already said Russell Wilson, so it's not yeah, him. It's, it's him. Okay. It's him. Okay. Yeah. So he recruited to NC State. Who? I don't. I, I, there's no reason IU can't be in NC State. Oh my god. Yeah, I love that. Right. So like, he, I'm I'm sorry to you know to all the other quarterbacks. IU's never had a Philip Rivers or Russell Wilson, right? And that Signetti has brought them. He's already done that. That's insane to me maybe it ends up it's insane to me yeah last thing before the last thing that i have and this only is important to me this is gonna be important to you this is gonna be important to 99 other people you know where he was born probably pittsburgh guy gone pittsburgh pennsylvania (laughs) do you know what his heritage is uh no he's italian there you go I don't know if many people know. I'm also from <laughs> I guess Pittsburgh, I guess, PA, and I'm also Italian. Yeah. So I like it. I like it. You got a Yinzer, an Italian Yinzer. Part of yes. the family. There you go. He's part of the family. There it is. I don't even know. I didn't even think about his last name being like Signetti. Like, oh, yeah, it's Italian. It's very easy. The Signetti family. I mean, his name's... His his dad's name's Frank Signetti. Right, Frank, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's great, dude. His dad, who's also a legend. Have you looked up his dad at all? I'm gonna look him up right now because you said he's a legend. His dad is an absolute. He's in the College Football Hall of Fame. It, it brings up his brother, so I gotta find Senior. There he is. Oh, he just passed away last year. Did he yeah. did? Um. So he's part of a family legacy. Uh, again, like I said, I'm a little harsh because, you know, again, our combined ages of our football coach and, and basketball coach is 125. <laughs> Just the reality. Yeah. I um, think that maybe... Signetti might move a little bit easier than what Woodson moves, though. <laughs> oh, um, he's a hard 63. Woodson. Yes, he is. He, he played, you know, I mean, also – uh Kurt played at uh, West Virginia. Yeah. So he, he's the two-year letterman. Did he at, play for his at dad? Bygone, West Virginia. I don't know if it overlapped, to be honest. Dad was a coach there from You know what position he played? He went at West Virginia? Him. No, he wouldn't have played. Quarterback. Quarterback. Nice. I love that too. I just guessed. I love that too. CD Lamb's just out here. Oh, I'm not I'm not even watching football. I don't have any fantasy, so no. Um I'm playing against CD Lamb. Um, but anyway, that's all I got. I'm super excited, guys. Let us know your thoughts on it. Um, again, there's there's so many positives. Uh, donate to NIL. We don't have yep. one yet. We were thought yep. we would, but we might one day. But we don't we right now. So go and donut. Go donut. Donut. Don't <laughs> donut. Um, that's it for me. Uh, again, we're still looking for pod names. I think, I think I we'll think have one by the end, by next week. The next, next podcast, week. we'll have one. Perfect. 
we may not have a logo. I've already, I've already um, let my logo guy know. As soon as Tom was was let go, I said we're going to need a new logo. He said I'm I'm here whenever you need me. So we will work on all of that in the time being. Maybe you guys will get like a like a brag logo for a bit, where it's just like straight out of Paint, right? Like Microsoft Paint. So we'll figure it out. Okay, cool. That was a great pod. Very inf informational. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Be sure to check out the pod for now on Twitter and Instagram at PodcastLEO. Make sure you follow our partner always at Big Banter Sports for all the latest updates involving our podcast as well as the other 13 top-notch pods across the conference. When are they going to add the other, uh, what do we have, four more coming in? I don't know. We'll find out. Uh, be sure to download, rate, review, and follow on all of our platforms. Join us. I don't know what we're going to talk about next. I don't know. Doesn't matter. Miffa. Coach Kurt. Miffa. Coach Welcome. Kurt. Sig, 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 sig. sig. All right. See you later.